Welcome to Matinee with Matt, the ultimate rendezvous for all things entertainment. My name is Matt Kreeth, a film critic, and I'm joined weekly by my husband, Michael. Not so much a film critic. So grab your popcorn as we dive headfirst into the world of movies, TV shows, books, and beyond. Well, welcome everybody to a new episode of Matinee with Matt. I am joined by Michael as always. How are you, Michael? Hello. I'm doing well. Ready for the weekend. Very ready this for is... the weekend. Not that we really have anything like unemployed right now. So <laughs> yeah. But this still... is our only job, so please support us. <laughs> um, but ready for the weekend. You know, I still think that like Saturday and Sunday. Even if you, you know, Monday through Friday is kind of like Saturday and Sunday. I think they have a different feeling. So, yeah, for sure. Maybe I feel less guilty about doing nothing if on the weekend. it's a Saturday and Sunday. But <laughs> I don't know. We've been hitting the pavement hard on job hunt and movie and TV watching. Yeah. So we can chat about what we've seen lately. Which, so we just watched last night The Traders. And I don't does I don't know if that many people are watching it. Because, oh, I think it's definitely popular. It's popular among my friends. I know that yeah. for sure. Because uh, Andy Cohen made that joke on Watch What Happens Live, <laughs> yeah. and no one got it. Right. But it is a good. It's a great show. If it's you, an amazing show. If you like uh, Big Brother, Survivor, Survivor like and a strategy, tactical relationship type of game, yeah. Do not be sleeping on Traders. No. It's on Peacock for those that, that aren't aware of the Traders. Uh, this is the U.S. version that we're talking about because there is an Australian version. I think there's one in the U.K. and uh, Canada, and it's it's pretty popular, yeah. was Did we start the—we started the U.K. one, right? We when started the Australian one. Australian one, yeah. yeah. They had a lot of people on it. It's good too. They have a lot of people, but it's uh, in the Australian one. It it's all like regular people, yeah, um, or at least normies. like regular people, normies that have like special skills. I think there's like a chess champion that's on there, and and some others. But I mean, they cast it. They they like yeah, they, they, you know, they picked the people to make it interesting. Yeah, for sure. But on the U.S. version that we really like. Uh, it's all like reality show well, the contestants. Season, <laughs> the second season, way. yeah. The first season was like a blend of normies and, uh, and reality semi celebrities, but this one is the second season's all celebrities, and it's I guess fun. They know what America likes, yeah. Crash TV. <laughs> Pretty much all Bravo celebrities are part of this, and then there's like some people from Survivor and Bra- and uh, Big Brother, Brother and, and, and the Challenge, challenge and yeah. a guy from Parliament. Yeah, yeah, which is just such an odd addition to that show, but he's still on it as of this recording. So, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm still reeling from it because they left us on a cliffhanger with MJ as the deciding vote uh, between Phaedra and Peter and Shaw's of Sunset. Yeah, and we have absolutely no idea who is being voted out. And we have to wait till next week, and I don't want to wait till next week. Their editors knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, do, I will have to say, I hate that Traders does, they pick a different spot to edit the episodes in every time, almost. Like, sometimes yeah. it's at a vote. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's voted, and it's like, you know, 
before they do something else. Like it's not consi- it's not like survival where you watch it and you always know that some <laughs> like you know somebody's being voted out. Right. Yeah. Being voted out or in uh, in the traitors, there's somebody could be murdered by the traitors or course to join the traitors and yeah it's a i like it it's a fun show but i guess that's one thing you've been watching yeah so I guess today we can talk about all of the stuff we've seen yeah so we did a little double feature last week of uh we went and saw a couple of movies that have been in theaters for a little bit and that neither one of us has seen yet we saw the jason statham movie the beekeeper and then mm-hmm. we went and saw Lisa Frankenstein after it. Um, I think we have to give me some credit because I texted you and I was like, I want to see Lisa Frankenstein, yeah. which is not ever my genre of movies that I movie. want to go yeah. see. It's not really horror. It's no. like, it's, what's that? That it's a comedy horror. Yeah. So yeah, I think I should definitely get the, uh, the star for identifying Lisa Frankenstein. Oh, for sure. And I was excited for it because it's like total, you know, 1980s nostalgia. It's uh, set. These are 90s. Um, I think it was maybe the 80s. I think it was the 80s, especially based off of how they were dressed and Lisa Frank being such a big deal. In what the movie. did you watch recently that was supposed to be in? It might have been Lisa Frankenstein when I was like, I don't feel like the costumes did. I don't think it was like proper to be in the 80s with what they were wearing yeah for sure it wasn't like track suits and stuff like that it was it was definitely a little uh i don't know a little updated compared to what yes. a lot of people wore in the yeah, 1980s yeah. yeah um but it was really good it was uh fun just it was like the right i, I you you hit it uh right on the head when you uh when we were walking out you said you know that was just like the right amount of like horror comedy for you it wasn't scary or anything like that it wasn't over the top like ridiculous comedy it was just like just right on on both levels i felt like it's just a really cute adaptation of uh frankenstein and like you know we've got poor things that's in the oscar contenders a couple of frankenstein (laughs) Frankenstein uh, you know maybe we should go back and look at like all of the What's in uh, the root word in my big fat Greek wedding when he's always like, give me a word and I'll tell you that the uh-huh. root yeah. is from uh, Greek. And yeah. then I think we should do an episode on give me a movie and I'll tell you the root is from Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we also saw Beekeeper, which I liked, but I basically compared it to John Wick, but instead of a dog that he's kind of taking revenge like the whole revenge plot of the whole movie is not about a dog. It's about Felicia Rashad, who is just uh, somebody that he works with and cares for. Um, she unfortunately uh, gets uh, into trouble in the beginning of the movie, and he decides to take revenge against those that, uh, that wronged her. Wronged her, yeah. Yeah. It's every other Jason Statham yeah. movie. Like, <laughs> without Guy Ritchie's help this I time know. around. Yeah, I still liked it. I mean, yeah. he's how old is he? Um, I would guess in his uh, early fifties. Um, Dang, to be in to be that age and to just continue to be typecasted. Fifty yeah. six. Fifty six. Yeah. Wow. Be fifty seven this year. <laughs> Dang, Looks Jason. Good. Yeah. 
I guess, I mean, I guess if your career is to be in action movies, you probably stay in I the gym that. when you're not behind uh, in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a fun little double feature we did last week. Yeah. Definitely recommend those too. Uh, yeah. I They'll think probably be on streaming soon if they're, if they're not. At least if it feels like something that would go to Peacock. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't yeah. know if it's that production company, but. I hope it's on Peacock. Yeah. Because uh, we love Peacock. Well, we've also been... Okay, so the, those are the movies we've watched. What other, did we watch any other new movies at home? We started an old movie, older movie from 1996, uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann, Leonardo DiCaprio, Claire Danes. We haven't uh, finished it yet, but we started. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, so it was kind of... Interesting to see everybody so young and uh, and doing Shakespeare. I know. I watched that in high school. Yeah. When same. they like they didn't watch it in lieu of reading it, which would have been nice. But <laughs> it was we, like a companion piece to it was reading like, it. If you guys get through this, you can watch a movie. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so we did. That's how I've seen that. I always think it's pretty funny that they use like the modernization of it where like their guns are their swords uh-huh. and like all tricked out, like yeah. dazzled almost. And they have to have the word sword like imprinted onto the gun so that when they say the word sword, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun movie. Yeah. It's very creative. I like, I've always liked that movie. Uh, we also had the season finale of. Uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. We this did. Week. We watched that this week. Yeah. Um, talk about. So the party was four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, at SoFi Stadium in LA, which is where the Eras Tour was, <laughs> and from Taylor Swift. And I can't. And Kyle Richards put on this huge white party in the, in the middle of the football field at SoFi. I can't. I. It was crazy how much it would be really cool i mean but they're rich rich so yeah it would be really i was telling matt when it came on that it would be really cool to go there but i'd be so pissed when i had to go to the bathroom because you're all (laughs) the way on the field and so you have to leave the party go to the restroom and come back yeah be Um, gone for 20 minutes just walking to yeah And then Erica Jean performed for us. One whole song. Oh, do you think she did more than one or? And they only just filmed yeah. like the one or just edited in the one, maybe. But, uh, you I know, she course, did like two or three songs. Of course, it was like an introduction to her Vegas residency. Which we did not get to go to. We didn't get to go to, but also I think it's done with. So I think it's kind of interesting that they showed that for tv audiences but now like we all can't get tickets to it because it's done well we knew about it earlier in the season but maybe if we had seen that maybe last season and then more tickets would have been sold now it's reality tv (laughs) um it's not scripted right yeah but that reunion is next week i think which will be really good yeah for any housewives fans out there yeah Definitely more on the dramatic side because of uh, Kyle Richards and Mauricio getting possibly separated, possibly divorced. I think that they are. They're separated, but as of now, but I don't know if they're actually getting a divorce or not. Who knows? I know. It's sad. Poor folks. I'm going to do that in front of everybody on TV. I know. Yeah. But I guess it's something they chose to do. And you could tell in the finale that they... All the cameras came back to film all the housewives' reactions to the news that the two of them yeah. were getting separated. It was 
very awkward, but, uh, you know, they had to do it, I guess. I don't mind when they do that. Yeah. And they come we back get to and actually see that. in real time yeah. what, what's going on. Yeah. to real time. Yeah. Yeah. Did they show Crystal? Yeah. Oh, they, they showed did? everybody's, oh, they like, did. reactions. They all, like, called each other, FaceTimed each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, scheduled FaceTimes for shooting because they probably totally. were like, yeah. No, yeah. I wasn't like, oh. I mean, it probably wasn't even the day that the article came out about the separation. It was well, yeah, because yeah. Garcelle being the great actress that she is, do you love Garcelle? There's no shade there. Oh, um, no. The, her phone like beeps and she goes, oh, what's this? And so I was like, <laughs> while the camera is <laughs> on camera. her, like in her house. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know why they're there. Yeah, um, for sure. But It'll be interesting to see that reunion. Kathy Hilton comes back onto it for, for some, some reason. reason. She and wasn't even in this entire season. She's just but. like, I think probably this socialite of like the unofficial mayor of Beverly Hills, which yeah. I don't know because like we don't live there. But no, but I think that everybody knows who the like, Hiltons she are. Big of a deal. Like they're not the richest people in Beverly Hills. No, but they're probably one of the most known families. They're all you know this that they're all like connected to. OJ back in the day, and they, they, everybody knows each other. He lived in Bel Air, but, um, or I'm sorry, Brentwood. He was in Brentwood, but it's not far. And they're all, you know, with Chris Jenner. I mean, they're all like best friends. They're all like everybody knows each other. The Illuminati. Yeah. (laughs) Beverly Hills. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the other movie we saw this week that is coming out soon was Dune. Dune Part 2. It comes, I gotta say Dune 2. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't necessarily come out this week. It, um, yeah, it, it has previews for those that were able to score some tickets this weekend. Uh, there's And there's some crazies, and I call them crazies because I just think that this is... I love going to the movies, and Dune Part 2 is definitely a reason to go to the movies, but there are some people that bought tickets for a double feature of both dunes back to back this weekend and that is like six plus hours in a theater um probably with a slight intermission in between movies but you know hey movie lovers i i appreciate you but that's a that's a long time to sit in the theater if it had i was telling you like it was great it was long um i think it got better in the second part of it oh for sure if they had it was what it's missing an intermission yeah i i if you make a movie that is that long it's close to three hours i think you should probably give people a break yeah and we've talked about this i think on this podcast before that We've seen uh, a movie in Switzerland once years ago, and we didn't know that there was a break. And it was just kind of a standard thing that they do there where like in the middle of the movie, out of nowhere, they just shut the movie off and everybody just gets up, goes to the bathroom, gets some more popcorn, candy, whatever, and comes back like 10 minutes later. And then they just start the movie back where it was without it any nice if I knew it would be nice if we knew that that's what was happening yeah we happened. were absolutely confused <laughs> as to why the movie shut off and nobody reacted whatsoever but now I'm a fan of movie intermissions yeah and that wasn't even uh, that we saw Black Panther I mean that's how long ago it was and but it, no I don't think it was that long of a movie and and they still had the intermission so if they can do it there we can surely do it here for some long movies. What was your favorite part about the Dune movie? 
Dune Part Two, I I I completely agree with you that the second half is much better. I would even say the last third is much better than the the first two thirds. Uh, it the first two thirds for me just really dragged. It 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 was a I lot of the entire first movie dragged. Dragged, and you know I liked the first movie, but this one is much better towards the end. But there's still like character development and introduction of more characters yeah i just felt like it was like kind of like game of thrones where you know and i know i'm in the minority here with game of thrones that you know sometimes it's just hard to keep up with who's who and how these characters you know have they met before and who who they are and and why they're in in this specific scene and uh, you know all that kind of stuff and it it just gets to be a little difficult when there's just like a thousand different people to keep track of and or at least it seems like that how did you feel about that oh there's not a thousand people no um, but it seems i mean it's just like i eventually just kind of stopped trying to keep up with who's who right uh, and it works sometimes sometimes yeah just, i'm lost and i'm like don't know but yeah. you know, i think i have an overarching understanding of the story of what's going on but there are like a lot of relationships, a lot of characters. Austin Butler has introduced this mm. film. Yeah. Uh, he As doesn't. Pretty much the main evil guy. Yeah. yeah villain. He doesn't sound like Elvis. He does uh, not. He actually sounds like Stellan Skarsgård in the movie. I think he's doing his best impression of him throughout the whole movie. But I, yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot of different storylines to keep up with. And. It can get a little, if you don't have a cheat sheet, you're like, what? But I mean, no, it's good. I, I do, watching it, I was like, I would have preferred digesting this through a series versus. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think this would have worked so much better in like a 10 episode, like series on Max or something like that. like yeah. Or eight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and not just the second movie, like the whole like Dune part one and part two, I think would be really great if it was that, that kind of setup, kind of like, um, the monster show that's on uh, Apple TV plus right now. Like, okay. um, it, it's, I think it was like eight episodes and it's a lot, it's a lot of special effects. It's a lot of music. It's a lot of characters just like this but it's separated out into episodes. And I think it works a lot better than if it was like two different movies. Yeah. Because I think that they were trying to do, they're trying to do so much in this film Yeah, like with, you know, one of them is like getting, uh, Timothy's character up to speed on the land and life in the desert. And so yeah. like that could have been an episode. And so I think they could have probably just sliced it a little bit more digestible for folks, but I don't know. There's a bunch of really huge Dune fans out there, and uh, I I won't see it again just <laughs> because it's long and I've seen it once, and I don't need to go back and revisit it. But uh, it is yeah. visually stunning. stunning. I mean the the cinematography in this movie. Uh, you know, it's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who uh, did just I mean everything he did the first Dune movie. And uh, um, that movie Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Arrival with uh, Amy Adams. I mean, just so much that, uh, I mean, he's made a fortune off of these movies. He did Blade Runner 2049 and, and just a, a lot of really visually 
marvelous movies, and this is no exception. I mean, it's it's an incredibly well shot film. Most of it takes place in the desert, mm-hmm. um, but still oh, really interesting. From really dark scenes. Yes, from the first movie. Yeah. No, in this movie, they oh. would cut from a really dark like interior scene straight to the outside and i'm like could i get some warning because like the screen would just like go white Uh, and so it's like yeah it was very bright in some instances (laughs) and we also saw it in dolby Uh which then was like just loud and shake i thought christopher nolan movies were loud this one was so loud in fairness it is like one of our favorite composers who does the music hans zimmer who does a lot of Christopher Nolan uh-huh. movies, and he did these movies. It is, I went to the bathroom at one point, because it is almost three hours, and I just, I had to go to the restroom. And I'm, like, washing my hands in the bathroom, and I can hear the movie from the bathroom, and it's not exactly like that restroom was close, really close to, oh. the, to, to the Dolby Theater, but it was shaking the entire AMC theater. <laughs> yeah, it was like, just, there's so many different parts of the movie where I guess they just choose, they're like, Forget the other instruments. Let's just use bass. Uh-huh. And it's like, it just like shakes you. There's for sure. nothing else going on except for being shook. But I did really appreciate seeing it in like the biggest theater possible. I mean, it was really nice to like, this is a really big movie. I mean, this is in like, theaters. yeah, for you sure. To. You don't, I don't think you get the impact of the relationships, the action sequences, the battles, all of that unless you're seeing it in a really big theater like this at home when you're scrolling on your phone and you're going to get confused as to who's related to who and what's going on. Yeah. Um, I think that that, I, I think that changes your viewing of this movie, but in the, you know, in movie theaters, it's an incredible experience. Even if, even in the moments that it drags and, and, you know, it, it was still good. It did. It's long and there are moments that were slower, but I don't feel like it, felt that painfully long yeah so it was nice i you know i thought that oppenheimer felt painfully long yeah uh i don't Compared think this yeah. i don't think that this felt felt that way there are a lot of politics and talking and whatnot in oppenheimer this too but not not to the same degree space politics space politics yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Bonaracus>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know somebody was asking me about Dune, and I was like, honestly, I'm just there for the entertainment. I don't even know if I could tell you the name of the planet that they were right. all like fighting <laughs> over. But there are like Dune heads out there. I mean, there I'm are sure. definitely fans of the original movie, of the books, uh, and there are a bunch of books uh, that that these movies are based off of. And you know, in this, in Dune Part Two, I will say my my favorite part of it is Zendaya. I think that yeah. had, like she is front and center in this movie. She was barely a, a vision in the first movie. I was actually frustrated in the first movie because I didn't understand why she wasn't more a part of the action in the first movie. She would just only existed in Paul's Timothy Chalamet's like visions for the most part. And in this, she is like the main attraction. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet is is also the lead, but she really kind of comes out in full force in this movie and proves how much of a movie star she is in, in, in this movie for sure. It made me more excited for her film that's coming out where she's the tennis pro. Oh, I can't I wait to this. see challengers. Oh my God. I am so excited for that Seeing movie. In this film, like honestly, I think it was really 
it was really good. I mean, I'm I, I didn't I don't watch Euphoria, so I don't see her in that. Sure. Yeah, I've seen her in Spider Man, but I mean that's just Spider Man, right? Uh, um, but <laughs> yeah, seeing her in this was great, and then it made me really excited for Challengers. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for her career in general. I think she's really proving to be a, a powerhouse. And to be honest, this Dune Part Two has so many A list stars in it. I mean. Florence Pugh, you you mentioned Austin Butler, Dave Bautista, Christopher Walken, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, you know, the some Queen's Gambit lady. Uh, um, that's that's a, not. It's, I mean, okay. Spoiler alert. It's not. Um, she, she was at the premiere. She was at the premiere. Anya Taylor Joy. She's in it very briefly in a cameo in this movie. I uh, wouldn't it, call it a cameo. Uh, would you call it? You would call it a supporting. <laughs> oh, is that the difference? Yeah. Camera, <laughs> she's in one scene in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but she is, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is in this movie as well. Um, and I, I would assume that if there is a future to these movies, if there are more movies out there um, coming from this source material, then uh, she'll probably be in it more. Oh, my God. Should we read the book? Probably not. No, there's like five books I think that okay. uh, that exist in the talks about more Dune. Well, that's part of my go on segment. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> I am gonna say go on to that because I am very. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, um but, I mean, all in all, I say I definitely give it like probably four and a half out of five stars. I gave it uh, in my review. I gave it a three and a half out of five. Oh, ooh, harsh. Yeah. Mostly because it did drag. It did drag a lot in the first, like, hour and a half of that movie. And, you know, it's very needed because it's a lot of character setup still. And, you know, we're seeing Paul's transition from pretty much boy to man in this movie. Uh, but, and, you know, boy to possible messiah. On this uh, this film, mm. they really should have hit us up because they could have used Britney Spears as, I'm not a girl. <laughs> Not yet a woman. <laughs> that would have Calling been back to our first episode yeah. of this podcast. And it's out on Netflix now. And Crossroads is now on Netflix, on Netflix. y'all. We did it. We we did it. Okay, I don't think we did it. Uh, but well, we called attention to it. Somebody listened. That's that's uh, what I'm thinking. That's a little takeaway from it, okay? Yeah. Yeah, all right. We'll check Dean out. I, I, I say check out the Lisa Frankenstein and the Beekeeper also. Like, oh, for sure. Um, if they're still in theaters, uh, or if uh, if you see that they're streaming or something, yeah, please check them out. They're they're good movies. They're they're fun, entertaining. And the traders, if you have and the traders, please check out the traders. But no, the traders. And you don't even need to watch the first season of the traders if you want to just go into this current second season with the popular people. Yeah, with people you might actually recognize. Um, but yeah, Dune Part Two does uh, come out. This weekend for uh, early previews, and then it actually officially comes out March 1st uh, everywhere. Are we ready for our go on segment? Oh, I want to know about (laughs) it's been like primed and ready. All right. Well, this is Go On, the segment where one of us educates the other about interesting things in the culture, unearthing hidden gems and little known trivia from the world of entertainment. And I already set this up, but Michael, mm-hmm. did you know there might be a part three? Wow. Hey, go on and tell me more. 
Um, so uh, the director of Dune and Dune Part 2 has expressed interest in making a third film. He has said that he would base it off of the book Dune Messiah, which is actually the second novel in like the Dune series out of, I think, five novels that were written. And uh, it just really depends on the success of Dune Part 2, which well, I do think it will be successful. Yes. Um, the first one was, even though it came out kind of still in 2021, still somewhat uh, COVID lockdown. And, and uh, it was. Were, yeah, yeah. It came to Max. Like, mm-hmm. right, it came yeah. to Max like immediately, even though it was in theaters. Uh, you know, it was a time when a lot of us were still not you comfortable don't going to the movie theater. COVID. Okay. But, well, you know, okay, so that's what it is. Second yeah. book. The so, second book, which would be yeah. the third movie. Duh. Yeah. Because isn't the first book the first two movies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the director, he did not really tell us anything we did wouldn't have expected. Like, no shit, he's not going to jump to like the fourth the other book for the second Well, movie. I mean, it depends. It, like, it is a gamble if nobody goes to the theaters to see this, although I'm very sure that they will. You know, it. Not everybody's going back to movie theaters, so it's uh, they wait for streaming. So. Well, I mean, the movie theater was busy when we were there on Saturday for the double feature. Mainly oh, for the yeah. people when we went there, I know it was, but yeah, yeah we tend to go uh, during the week, so maybe we were just surprised that people were actually there yeah. on the weekends. <laughs> All right, um, but he has uh, started developing a script for the third oh, film, boy. so that's you know very, very, very early stages, and these movies take. A very long time to make yeah. um so we're not saying that this third movie is coming out anytime soon um and because of the large cast i can only imagine that scheduling would be a nightmare to try to get everybody back again but you never know so right. we'll see okay if you're into dune more might be coming yeah and uh, so yeah please check out dune part two and also beekeeper and lisa frankenstein and the traders and thank you all for joining us today on this episode of Matinee with Matt. If you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe for more, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Matinee with Matt to stay updated on all things film, television, and pop culture. That's a wrap.